this conversation for me, it's like a dream come true. I am not a specialist in children in the metaverse, but you guys are. And I want to open up bringing up some considerations of a article that I just read from Nina that she's here. And the name is, it takes a village to raise a a child, even in the metaverse. Um, And what I like the most is that she highlights how the metaverse brings such a deeper emotional and psychological impact because the intentions of the VR and the intentions of the metaverse itself is to trick our emotions with the higher quality of experience it can get. It's the intentions of the technology getting there. Um, And I just read also that Common Sense Media released a report where 17% of the kids between 8 and 18 years old, they have a VR headset. Mm -hmm. They are being tricked with this technology. And children, they are naturally curious. Their nature is wanting to be there and learn and be creative and play freely. They want to explore worlds. And as Nina said back there, I do believe also that we can build a metaverse that offers that safety and that is prioritizing over the technology and the hype of the experience is really prioritizing our duties and responsibilities as the parents, as the adults, as the caregivers. And I think that's why if we are aware that the metaverse experience does not end when you take off the headset, that the emotions that you embrace there and that children feel in there are moving forward with them and how they will appraise the real life world, how will they feel around other people, how they will feel around what they lived in that experience. Um, We will realize that it's highly important now that it's an early stage to start building mindfully to make the best of this technology to help children find a joyful, healthy way of using it. Um, And I'm more than blessed to have this incredible panelists. I will give a space, of course, for them to introduce themselves, but I'm happy because they are highlighted in this metaverse space for being aware of this. They do know, live and work around this. Nina has been for the past five years researching on the how technology shapes human interactions and that psychological impact. And she's highly advocating for children in the space. Sylvia, well, she's co-founder and artist of her own NFTs project, but also in her life, she has produced content for children, educational games, illustrator books. Alison, well, she has been with me for the whole process of my growth in, in, in Web3. And, and I love something she recently shared with us, and it's that the metaverse touches the viewer's emotions as well as their thinking, and that helps bring behavioral change. And that impact is significant. I really, really wanted to highlight those words. And last but not least, Emmanuel. Well, he's just been an eye-opener for me for believing in better future, better generations, people that no matter what their age are and what they've been through, they can swap that story to do good with technology so we all can be well. Um, So I just wanted to say those words because it's why I'm so happy and grateful for having this conversations, but mostly for having them here sharing their time with us and their knowledge. Um, and of course, Sherrod, you and I, we will be here to stay talking about deep stuff <laughs> with some sense of humor as always. Um, so I'll just give you guys the word to introduce yourselves. I'm Daniela Simorlano, by the way, I always forget that one. Um, and yeah, whomever wants to start talking a little bit of your journey and with this topic mainly. I would say Nina. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Strad. Um, it's a pleasure to be here and um, join the panel today. Um, many of you, uh, we've had interactions on LinkedIn, but we haven't actually been on a, a call together. So it is a, a pleasure to be here. So thank you, Daniela and Sharad, for organizing us and bringing us together. Uh, to share our common interest in shaping the future of the metaverse, prioritizing the needs of children, uh, both short-term and long-term. 
And thank you, Daniela, for sharing some of my words that I've written in, in uh, online in a blog and, and also uh, a little bit about me. Um, I'm the co-founder of Kabuni, which is an education uh, grounded metaverse where we're uh, working together with educators and students alike in co-creating and co-producing a metaverse specifically for academic outcomes uh, and as, as well as supporting the needs of future and of children within the future uh, in the context of the metaverse. Um, my particular interest in this area is around uh, the psychological needs of a child in the context of understanding the implications of using uh, the metaverse and its technologies uh, and how it impacts our uh, long-term cognitive, emotional, uh, and, and you know, the, the multi-layered complexities of who we are as human beings in the context of the technology. And um, yeah, really interested to see uh, where our conversation goes today. And, and uh, I'll pass on the introduction uh, to Alison. <laughs> thank you very much, Nina. Um, it is a great pleasure to be here. So thank you, uh, Daniela, Gerard, for organizing it and lovely to, to meet everyone else and to be here. And I know from here, just lots of more exciting, interesting and great things will take place. Um, I um, am so pleased to be like to hear like we have loads of panels at the moment around the metaverse, Web3, but actually to put children at the heart of it for me is like so crucial. Yeah, I've worked for 35 years for children, young people, um, particularly children from disadvantaged backgrounds. Um, I was a child myself who kind of grew up in the care system, didn't have anyone advocating for me. So truly believe in the rights of children to be looked after and protected and really believe in the concept of children come through us, not from us. So it really places that community responsibility onto, onto everybody, yeah, for our children, yeah. So I'm really excited to see this. I have had the great pleasure of leading education, uh, child social care, health services for children in the UK. And I think, one of my, uh, I wouldn't say bugbear issues now, as I've pivoted into um, the, the world of the decentralized internet revolution is, how do we see young people in that? And how are we as the adults who are generally still the ones in the position of, like with operating authority to make decisions every day, how are we using that to really prepare the world for the future. So rather than thinking how we want the world to look, because this is what we like, how are we thinking about the generation? And the one thing that I think I love about this era is this is the time when children and young people are teaching adults. And what we need to do is to help adults let go of their need to be seen as the ones who know and to actually learn some phenomenal stuff from children and young people so that then we really truly build the world for children. So I'm so excited about this conversation and what we can all do together and how we can drive things forward. So thank you. Um, okay, who wants to go next? Sylvia, do you want to as we go around the room? Or my room? Uh, I guess, I guess ladies first. <laughs> Okay, so thank you, Alison. Again, what can I say? Uh, thank you, Danielle, Sharad, for organizing this uh, event. I had the wonderful opportunity to actually um, meet the other panelists through this event, and I've learned so, so much uh, in the process of organizing this uh, webinar today, uh, which has been uh, incredibly um eye-opening for me and I've read a lot of uh, the work that uh, you know Alison and Nina have done it's uh, I think it's very crucial I might myself understood how how crucial it is to uh, actually speak about this topic so um, my background comes from me um, being a builder and a creator in the space I'm the co-founder of the gaming project Rockfog Guild I'm an NFT artist essentially um, and I come from the perspective of building things, and uh, it's very interesting because I'm, I'm coming from the 
a web two essentially and animation and illustration. Daniela said uh, making uh, books and educational uh, content for children and not only. Um, and it's very interesting because as you step into the web three space and into the metaverse space, then you not only have to think about what you are building in the sense of your visual language and your style and the content that you have in there, but also what the experience with that content will be and how to present that via the experience and emotions of, of, uh, of the children. And it's very impactful, it's very interesting. I myself am interested in developing a project uh, in the space. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to our conversation today with all of you and learning more about that. And of course, uh, I'll share my two cents from the creator uh, side of things. Thank you very much. Well, I think that is my turn. Yes. So first of all, guys, I'm super glad that I'm here uh, with this quality of people, uh, people that are sharing the same vision as, as us um, in all this space, uh, people that are actually worrying more into how the future will look like uh, instead of how do how do we monetize how do how do we create another uh, profile picture you know so it's like it's it's it feels amazing that uh, you you girls are are changing the world I mean it feels amazing that people like Charat is putting this uh, kind of people together and just start to discuss these uh, these topics because no one is speaking about this and um, just a little bit about my background um i'm my background is strong in blockchain um my dad is one of the oldest blockchain developers and since i'm a since i'm a kid i've been exposed to this kind of technology uh the first private and public keys that i touch i was 12 years old um but i focus in the regulation uh side of blockchain so how to how to properly use a technology to give identity to the people right and um, and yeah, as soon as I understood what it was the metaverse uh, two years ago, one one year and eight months ago, something like that, I got first of all I got extremely scared. Um, it was around six months of of um, of full anxiety around this technology, and uh, it was a pessimistic point of view. But then, thanks to people like Daniela, thanks to people like Gerard, I started to to realize that uh, the metaverse is not is not that bad, and uh, still there is good people trying to influence into into this uh, into this environment. Um, and yeah, I started my own project. My my project is called Utopia U Topia, and what I want to achieve with this project is to be be a model for humanity in how to develop a proper metaverse with values that doesn't harm the physical or mental health, um, not only about children as well about the public in general. But my full focus is on children because um, they they are the future and they basically are going to be the ones that set up the rules for the next generation. So yes. Thank you, Emmanuel. Uh, I guess it's my turn now. Um, so yeah, my name is Sharad Agarwal. I'm based in Dubai. I run a digital agency called Cyber Gear. I've been doing it for 26 years. Uh, Emmanuel, I know you are only 24 years old. So anyway, um, that makes me probably the oldest person in the room. But yeah, I've started way back, 26 years back, first digital agency, used to do web mobile, social, dabbled into artificial intelligence, big data. And last year, totally pivoted to Metaverse, NFT, and Web3 because technology is so fascinating. So I've just been driven by that. And onlywebinars.com is one of my passion projects. And I'm glad I started it because we've had so many meaningful conversations uh, week after week. And the backstory is that Daniela reached out to me some three, four weeks back and said, Sharad, I want to do this webinar, Future of Children. I said, yes. And then she said, we'll do this and we'll do that. I said, you don't have to sell it to me. I've already said yes. So here we are. And I look forward to having this uh, awesome conversation with all of you. Back to you, Daniela. Thank you. Thank you. Sharad is my dreaming partner. Like I'm always like, hey, can we do? And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and why I feel it's so special that we're here, it's because sometimes I feel people talk about children just if they're working for them first, second, 
if it's like because it's gaming industry or because it's just educational industry but no it's what i believe is if we are bringing technology for the future most of the people that will be there are children and children not just the little ones are the ones that have not been emotional and psychological developed yet and that takes over 18 years um and we have to take care of them in all those stages and that's also why i cherish that much this panelists because we have the educators we have the techie side which is our lovely young emmanuel <laughs> we have the artists we have such a different perspective and yet they are all aware and actively working for this and they're taking care not of how can i create a product for children but how can i take care of children with my product and that's a whole different question that hopefully every founder of the metaverse should be asking themselves because children are curious because adolescents are curious and as they all ended up in social media they will end up in the metaverse and we want to guide them through that as Alison was just considering the question is the other way around is from children to us and that's one of the best ways of actually starting to open up that creativity in the awareness of building a mindful metaverse. So um, about that, I wanted to ask the panelists up to now and from your experience, what is the role that you've seen that children are having in the metaverse? And how do we allow that integration from in a healthier way for them? Like, what do you see that is happening now? And those pain points that should be addressed. Are you asking Nina? No. Um, sure, I can, uh, I mean, it, okay. Um, the current state of the metaverse, I think we all agree uh, on this call is that it's not ideal for children to be engaging with at this point in time, that it commercial products have been launched that are not suitable for children to truly be engaging in. Uh, and we have um, permitted this, you know, with the evolution of the internet, Web 2.0, and, and now it, it's continuing into Web 3, where the spaces are rife with bullying, harassment um, on many levels. Uh, and, and the concern for me as a parent of four children is that we are perpetuating social issues that exist not only on the internet, but also in, in real life. Uh, and we're perpetuating the same social issues. Uh, and it's not the technology that's holding us back from creating uh, ecosystems and spaces online um, that are safe, that are responsible, that prioritize the child's needs, the child's um, level of cognitive ability, of psychological ability. Um, and, and we've innovated really leaving children behind uh, what I believe is we've currently allowed kind of anything that a child interacts with digitally is a byproduct of innovation for a different sector. And, and somehow children are getting lost in, in innovating specifically for them and innovating specifically for them to elevate their lives, right? Not a technology that's going to consume them, that's going to use their data to you know, manifest a cycle of irresponsible use with digital technology, um, but and and lacked at innovation at using it to elevate their life experience uh, to enhance their lives, and that that goes around uh, across education technology to be specific, but also uh, also obviously social engagement within technology as well. Um, and so there's a lot that can be done. There's huge amount of research and work and innovation that's required when, when it comes to the, the metaverse to be able to truly support this next generation that will be integrating it into their lives in capacities that we don't yet truly understand. Uh, and it's this generation uh, of children right now that will be more significantly impacted by the errors that we make today right now uh, so I really do see us as gatekeepers of the future and a responsibility to design technology that minimizes, at least minimizes the damage that, of, that's possible. Uh, if I may just come in, uh, I kind of agree what Nina is saying. I mean, 
metaverse we all agree is in its early days and right now i think it's the wild wild west that's the closest uh, description i can give because there are no rules and regulations around it and it's going to evolve it's going to take time policymakers governments will all have to play that role but until that kicks in i think the onus is on us adults in the room to be taking the responsibility of monitoring or uh, you know safeguarding the privacy uh, of our children so uh, it's us all of us in the room that have to wear that hat till technology takes care of uh, you know privacy issues security issues and uh, yeah so like i said early days metaverse is what you know very very new for me it's back to 1996 when internet started and it took 26 years to evolve from uh, you know bandwidth issues of dialing up with uh, dial up and watching netflix today but uh, luckily technology has accelerated so much that it won't take that long probably a couple of years and uh, i know that governments are looking at this seriously because they want to regulate what's coming out there and um, i guess guys like emmanuel have taken the onus on them uh, to start building to protect our children and if i may just jump to him directly because i've been having a lot of conversations with emmanuel on this and he knows a lot about this and he has been through a lot of it uh, being a teenager he he can walk the talk so i'm going to hand it to emmanuel to take this forward thanks thanks a lot uh i cannot agree more with chirada nina um guys like the metaverse is not safe at all at all at all like there's no discussion about it the metaverse is not safe and uh if if you want to see it from a government perspective yeah you have casinos and you don't have KY, uh, a proper kyc kyc is when you register your identity you don't have a proper kyc and so like that's that's just the beginning right from the governments from a dats perspective you don't have algorithms that identify the content inside the metaverse this means your kid can look at adult content at any time and from a kid's perspective you don't have a, yeah like what what Charat says you don't have this interaction regulators between me between user and user that says these are the limitants of of language these are the limitants of um of interactions that i can do between the peers so we have the technology to regulate all this stuff but we're not doing it and taking it into another perspective is that we've been looking into the first hint of the metaverse since a while ago or maybe like 10 years ago with a second life uh we we've been looking into minecraft we've been looking into fortnite and there's some really successful stories but i see a lack of interaction between the government and the kids and this is for me this is essential because the kids are educating the government through the experience but the government is not listening the government is not giving them a voice the government is not telling them what can i do to make your 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 play safe or how do you feel when you when you are uh, playing 10 hours per day on this video game and the government is the one that is not asking the right questions the kids are actually doing what kids do and is play and is experience and is go for it and is it's, it's just explore what is this new technology and obviously they are better than us right because they adapt a lot better they their um, morphology the brain morphology that they have uh, allow them to grow faster in the knowledge interaction but we are not asking the right questions so for the question is what is the roles of the kids the kids are the explorers the kids are the ones that are going to change the world the kids are going to be the persons that will set up the rules for the future and what is our problem the problem is that the government is not asking the questions and the government is not uh is not giving enough voice to to those kids i want to jump in there because emmanuel and i we're like the good cop bad cop so usually he's the, <laughs> he's the voice of like oh my god the government and i'm the voice of hope So following that um I feel that it's highly important that if we are aware of the fundamental problems that are a little farther from our reach which means 
all of that that needs to be solved urgently but takes more time, we do also have tools now that can be used and placed in favor to support and help that process. And that's also why I love so much uh, Emmanuel's um, project, which is Utopia. And that's also why I felt so blessed of meeting um, Nina as well with Kabuni, because in the present times, they are using tools and creating to protect children now. And I feel that the children question is not just for the metaverse, which means, as Emmanuel was saying, they are the explorers of the world in general. And our responsibility there is to show them and walk them through how to help the explore the world. And that means that learning on the risks and learning on the current capabilities of the metaverse deeper a little bit, we will be more able to walk the children today through that because the government will take more time to be solved and it's highly important but there are children today going in there and we do have language tools questions to help them understand how to work through them and i think that is my voice of hope if there's people like the five people here with me that are currently placing technology to help that, that are currently educating with the metaverse, are currently believing in emotional healing with the metaverse. It's because there are present tools that are supporting that, not just not just like a dream, but in the present times. Um, and those are the little seeds for the children of the future. And when, when the metaverse technology evolves and gets better, um, there will be another lecture number two of the current metaverse, how to take and protect them from, if, if that makes sense. So having said that, I feel that I'd like to support that children's role in the metaverse and in the world is explorers. Um, and I'd like to highlight the hope that there are current live projects taking action for that as well. And, and double click on having said that, how can we like what are the benefits that you see that the metaverse can bring to children if used for good maybe alison could help us I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna jump in with a couple of thoughts but but i do want to make a couple of comments on what we've heard so far um and totally support that everything we build has to be safe yeah, everything that we build has to be accessible, inclusive and safe. And I also believe the responsibility for that sits with all parties. Yeah. So it is about those who are building. It's those who are funding the building of it. It's for governments, as we say, it's for educators, it's for parents. Everybody plays a role in that. Um, and as we've also said, it's important that children and young people play an equal role in that. So for me, I think it's recognizing that everyone has a role. This, this can't be something that's done even with governments legislating or putting regulation in. That won't save, solve it. We, I mean, we've all had the Facebook experience. We've all had all of those where children have been unsafe. Yeah, we we, we have the in real life unsafeness. And I think we have to always see all the eras. We always have that. I spent my life protecting children from all those different environments that they can go. So we've got to remember that and our collective challenge for some reason in the world, adults think they can harm children. Don't know why, <laughs> like because we're all children at some point. I don't quite understand that, but they do. So I think that is important. I think one of the things as adults we also need to do is to try to get our language to be a bit more positive around children as well, because I think some of the words I've heard so far around, um, uh, especially the metaverse, is it's tricked, it's unhealthy. There's lots of words where it's about, it's a negative experience. Coming to your point about how it can be used positively, some young people will say that they can be their true self in the metaverse, um, or in those virtual spaces where they can't be that in school, they can't be that at home. Think of all those young people who have suppressed their 
sexual sexuality for years and feel actually I can connect with people online and I can be who I'm truly me. There's those whole issues of people, young people with disabilities, and they feel they can meet people in a virtual world and people don't see that bit of them first. What they see is what they present. There are so many positives. Young people who don't go to school for a range of reasons, they can actually meet in virtual spaces and have classrooms and have real lessons. And they don't have to present. They can present as their alien, as a whatever image they want. Now, I know we need all the protection. Who am I engaging with? Who's the person the other side? But there are so many ways that this can enable people. People from different countries who are unable to move geographically and not able to get employment, they can use the metaverse to uplift themselves and secure employment in ways. And these are 16, 17 year olds. I'm not talking just of older people. People who have been using the metaverse type platforms, gaming, they have got a huge skill set and have been the ones who have been actually developing some of this metaverse. There are so many positives and it's we need to look at all the positives and our role is to always make sure that we put as many protective factors in there as possible. So I just think that we need to really celebrate all the different ways that this metaverse is going to empower so many children and that especially because they are so creative and innovative in their creativity and explorers. I love that word. They are the explorers, aren't they? Sorry. So they're my thoughts on how it can be used positively. And just a reminder to us all to kind of see it that also the most important thing, if we get, if we get Web3 metaverse into education curriculum from year R, we all put kids on iPad, or not all, but everyone has kids on iPad, many of them do on iPads and everything playing. So let's bring education, the curriculum needs to address it then, because then the minute you do that, you make it a more acceptable conversation. When young people feel they have to hide their usage, they won't talk about the risks they're experiencing. And that's why we need to make sure it's talked about everywhere. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think something very special that went into my mind when you were talking and this question, I'd like to to spot it to Nina. Sorry there. <laughs> um, and is I do believe in that. I believe that if it's awarely mindfully placed, the metaverse can brightly be used for educational like experience. Um, and education through experience tends to be to like um, speed up the learning process. And that's why children and people in general, but children learn through gaming a lot um, on stuff around in real life interactions of hard stuff like maths. They can also learn like that. Um, and for so I really want to highlight here this question on in the brightness of the good use of the metaverse, how are you with Kabuni um, helping children to learn through the metaverse and attaching this to Elena Rivers uh, question because you've talked about this with me, how do you do that check kids age um, to, because I know you do protect them in there. I know that, that you've placed the system so you're sure that just children and the facilitator of the lessons are there. Um, and that's something that in the practice, I feel it's special and beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, I'll share a little bit about Kabuni. So we're specifically for children ages eight to 16, um, directly impacting academic outcomes based on an evidence-based approach to improve retention, engagement, speed. And in the long-term vision, uh, also um, well-being and health as well. Um, and so we work with educators to, um, with the existing curriculum across all subject matters, to design uh, pedagogical experiences and innovate specifically um, with the content of, of the history lesson that all children learn across the UK and, and globally as well, but enhancing the experience using the technology. So that means field trips, that means traveling back in time, that means art, creative expression through uh, art, drama, drama, music, dance, even um, creativity, 
And so there, as, as Allison indicated, there's a huge possibility with the technology uh, to bring education to life. And one thing that we learned over the pandemic is that, again, children and educators have been massively underserved when it comes to innovation in technology. And they were left behind in terms of how to use the technology remotely. Uh, and even, you know, it became very evident to parents that innovation in the classroom is also very inadequate and, and doing a disservice to our children and our educators. Uh, and so with the metaverse and its, its components and the technology, we have an opportunity to elevate the current education system. Uh, within the context of Kabuni, yes, we have an authentication process that allows us to confirm who the child is and also the educators in our ecosystem as well. I won't go into detail into that. But one of the other interesting aspects of treating people with human, human uh, dignity and respect in the metaverse is also understanding how children treat each other in digital spaces as well. Because as much as we can keep predators and um, uh, you know, bad actors away from children, children also have a tendency because of how we've taught them how to use digital spaces and this psychological othering of the self in our digital spaces, we use it often to express parts of ourselves that we wouldn't in real life. And, and that's something that needs to be readdressed. And that's part of the work of what we are shaping that's metaverse in, into is how do we treat each other as human beings on the other side of that avatar? Uh, and that's one of the big pieces here in terms of um, our belief in re-educating this next generation about how we use digital spaces because the current state of it is not doing any of us any, any service. Um, and so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a long journey. This is not a quick, you know, make a buck and we're out. This is a lifelong journey, a legacy of how to, um, what it looks like, what it feels like to be a child growing up with the metaverse. And how do we want them to feel? How do they, we want them to use the technology, not only for their engagement, for their children's engagement and, for, and so on and so on. Um, and so again, a, an evidence-based approach, a slow iterative approach, a co-productive, collaborative and co-produced with the people, uh, the citizens who are using our technology. I loved it. What, what, what are your thoughts here, Shirad? Yeah, I just wanted to add that what I'm seeing uh, in my community and talking to friends is, uh, you know, we adults are so busy in our lives. We are, you know, working eight to 12 hours a day. Uh, we are just happy sometimes that our kids are busy on their own, on their mobiles or their desktops. And we think they are playing games, video games, but you know, they are on Roblox, Fortnite, Minecraft, what have you. They are familiar with the currencies, uh, you know, that these platforms have. They are actually using our credit cards to check in and then buy digital assets, et cetera. So I think uh, the onus is on us to get more involved in where they are spending the time. And we need to really understand where, you know, what are they playing and how come they are addicted to this? How come they are spending six hours a day doing uh, things that we don't even understand? So I think the role of parents is very important for us to understand these games, understand the currencies, what is Roblox, or what is what are mine coins or whatever else is involved. And then start having these honest conversations with children so they don't have to hide what they're doing, but they actually talk to us one-on-one, -on -one, right? So we need to have those conversations and probably we need to request them to ditch their mobiles and project on the family TV screens that we have, those large screens, so that we can all participate and watch together you know, so uh, I think that perhaps uh, might be a good idea. You're such a cute dad. <laughs> <laughs> like you're such a great educator, really. I, I, wow, you're the cutest, and I think it's so true because that's I think one of the of the double clicks. I would I would say that because before we did not know or people did not know that much about the internet, that its implications, how it actually paraphrase like frames how we relate to each other and the permissions we're giving like the cancel culture type of thing the permissions we're giving on how we treat each other virtually um that for these generations i am very compassionate because our parents didn't really understand it to actually teach us how to use it like it was it was that weird stage right now i think we've have 
enough experience in ourselves to to swap that conversation and be involved with them. And I think that's beautiful. And another thing I wanted to highlight, and I think this question, I'd love Sylvia to get your perspective on this, and is I have a theory that I might be very, very wrong. And Nina, let me know if I'm speaking dumbness here. But I do believe in this hopeful way that we can teach better for children and framing what Alison was saying in means of they can be free in their own style in the metaverse. How does that feel to be in a world where they belong to themselves, where they belong to how they want to look, what they want to do, um, and be guided by us in that to be healthy for others, of course. But in the individual experience, I think that could be very interesting to see if we can make it to evolve for people to accept each other in real life first and so they can be more empathic and creative and beautiful to others um, because they've learned how that feels in the metaverse experience if, if I'm making sense um, and the same logics would go for creativity when you belong to yourself first you open up the creativity on how to explore that and grow through that within your values. Um, and because you're the creative mind of this road, I would love to, to, to see your thoughts on that. How can metaverse help children to belong to themselves and explore their creativity? Wow, uh, thank you everybody for the insight so far. It's been an amazing conversation. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that we talked about the roles of children and yes, the roles, uh, the role of children is to always uh, be innovators and explorers and what children are to the, the people essentially uh, it's motivation. Children are the, the motivation to everything we do, you know, children, family, all of these things that are pillars to our life. So um, this is again, a, a really, huge conversation and it's not only about the children but it's about how we live our lives how we present ourselves in, in the digital space of course and I've always had this sense that a lot of people struggle with the idea of, of finding themselves uh, being in real life and being their digital selves and to be honest that, that's something for me that I don't don't really understand and it's going back to what you said because it to be creative and to be in this space you are somehow you have to understand yourself and understand the world to be able to do something that's enriching and something that's true and if you're you don't do that it, it doesn't happen so you have to know yourself to be able to function like that and for me, I function like that in, in my real life and, you know, in the digital space. To be honest, I try to try to uh, function differently to be more successful or, you know, follow some people's advice, but this is not something I, I could uh, pull off, let's say. And uh, I think that if people kind of stick to the idea of being truthful and exploring who they are, and putting, as you, Daniela, say, people first and the human factor in the center of everything that they built, uh, this is the natural way for things to evolve uh, in a state that we will, will be, uh, we will feel comfortable in and things to be put in a position to uh, regulate themselves. Uh, you know, coming from how children interact to how content is presented and all of this uh, in the core. And this is not from uh, since when the metaverse was created or the internet. It, it's been a long, uh, you know, time coming. And people have struggled with the social media for a very long time. And I think we need to really talk about the psychology behind that, in a sense, and how people can interact and connect. We saw what happened with, uh, you know, uh, Corona and all the lockdowns around the world and. Uh, how people needed to adapt technology in a very fast pace. And then we saw all these uh, misalignments and all these problems appear. And we really, as, a, as humanity, we realized that we need to address this. 
And of course, there are always the people in there who are there to make the fun game for children and just don't care and make the, the, the quick buck out of it. But this is not something that's uh, sustainable and it's not something that, um, you know, will um, stay for long, I believe, because I feel that the, the most important things are uh, honesty and connecting with people and building something of value. Uh, something that solves uh, problems for the people and it can be through technology but it, the, the human emotion and human factor needs to be in the center of it because uh, some, sometimes I, I think that this this Alison talked about this that people think about web3 and digital space is this uh, you know stale space where uh, you know, you can't have this emotion and interaction with people in a way that's meaningful and we really tend to focus more on the negative rather than the positives of this all. But, you know, uh, for me coming from Bulgaria, you know, a country that's not in the center of the limelight and being able to have all these opportunities to speak to you today, to engage with people from around the world, work with uh, teams from, you know, from the four corners of the globe, it's just an incredible opportunity if you, if you accept that as being part of yourself and who you are and balance your life and, and feel good in your skin. This is something that, you know, helps and it helps to set the right example to the children, how they interact uh, with, with the technology. And just, yes, uh, this is my cue for everything. Give positive examples of, of, on how things should be done. And yes, we have so many panelists here today speaking from their own experience and, and, the, and the metaverses that they have uh, built. And this is incredible. I just, just another thing, because I know I've been talking for a long time. When you build something, when you do something in Web2, imagine you're building a plane, just a flat plane. And then when you go into the metaverse, you are building a whole new dimension to everything in there. So if I draw a cube and I print it in a book, a child, a child would open the book and look at the cube. But if they enter the metaverse, they will be able to take the cube in their hands. They will be able to play with the cube, throw it to somebody else and engage in a new way. So when you are building that, you, you are now uh, just not becoming the, the creator. You may be the creator, but then your project is starting to have a life of its own, where actually the children and the people engaging are the story, storytellers in there. So I think that is a, a very empo uh, empowering feeling. And I think that if, if just more people uh, make the right choices and build uh, meaningfully and sensibly, I think that some a few good examples will just lead the way to uh, essentially what's a, a, revolu a, a revolution, I think, because the technology and the need for it will not disappear for sure. So, yeah. Thank you so much. You're the best. I'm so happy to see your insights and creativity and placing a visual image for us in Web 2 versus Web 3. I think sometimes that's so hard to do. Um, and because we have 10 minutes left and I love closures out of hope and practical stuff, um, I see that Emmanuel down there is taking notes and doing all his mind mapping because I know what he does. Um, and I just want each one of you guys, including our lovely parent here, Sherad, to teach us one specific practical activity we can all do to protect children in the metaverse, to teach them how to use it better. Um, Elena Rivers just shared one practical thing with us, which is pretty much telling your and teaching your children of like time, screen time. I think that's very important. Um, that's what I'm looking for, for you guys to tell the people today that are sharing with us and the people that will see this video in the future, one practical thing they can do to protect and guide children in the metaverse. Emanu, if you'd like to begin there with your mind map, I'd love to see your thoughts. Damn it. Okay. So <laughs> we're live. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm going to say educate the 
educate the higher authorities. That's, that's the most important. Now, one second, one second. This is the justification. So Thomas and Silva, Silvana, Silva, Sil, Silvia, Silvia, sorry, it's so hard to, to pronounce. So Thomas and Silvia, they've been talking about self-regulation, self-governance. And uh, Thomas is talk, talking that, yeah, parenting is more effective than government. And I agree with you guys, but as well, I agree that we are humans are corrupt as individuals. And when we are supported by a society and the leaders of that society is aligned with the values that the society should have, we can escalate into the next level of mindset, right? So for me, it's educate the higher authorities so they will do a waterfall of knowledge that will help the people that are in the bottom of the knowledge that are the kids. So between you, higher you go, the better impact uh, in the ground. Great. Um, yeah, so uh, my practical tip would be, uh, we should look at the cause, the reason why children go into the virtual world and spend so much time. And in my opinion, they go there because in the real world, they have certain unfulfilled requirements. And we need to tackle that. That's the cause. So we need to uh, explore, talk to our children and give them some real world things to do, right? Playing in the park seems to be a thing of the past. But, you know, and when kids go together, they sit in a park and they are on their mobiles. They're not playing with each other anymore. So I think uh, well, we just are. need to, yeah, well, we need to oh, yeah, so we need to, uh, you know, teach them that there is a life beyond the screens and they need to uh, once again, start engaging with their friends and kicking the ball around and, you know, having real fun rather than be addicted and spending all their time in the virtual world. I mean, Metaverse per se is not a bad guy, nor is the internet and nor are video games. But we need to educate our children and say, okay, you get two hours of this virtual space for every four hours that you engage in the real world. How about that deal? And I think children are reasonable and intelligent enough uh, to be uh, you know, listening to us. So that's my practical advice. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna jump in there and say, uh... I think that we need to recognize that the evolving world is like the football pitch, is like the park, and we need to help people learn that and learn how to use it. And I think, so therefore my advice is, like uh, Nina was saying, to use the virtual world and all of the new tools to teach, to use and educate children. Because the more you put it in the classrooms, which therefore builds on what Emmanuel said, get the higher ups to do it, bring it into the curriculum. But the more you do that, the more you have the conversations with them, the more they talk to you about how they feel, the more they talk to you about the dangers they experience. So you bring it alive and get them to learn how to use it safely. So education, education, education is what I'm gonna say, but it should be fun. Let's go on a history lesson in the in like in the in the metaverse. Let's play ball in the metaverse. Let's unpick the aeroplane in the metaverse. Let's do science in there. Let's learn, and therefore people will be talking. You need to normalize it so that it stops being something that people don't talk about, and therefore children get into traps when they can't talk to people about what they're doing. Can you imagine that for the first time we can actually have practical education for children in digital space? This is incredible. Imagine you go, you have a, a, a science class and you go into the metaverse and there is this sand dunes and the children need to go and dig up a, a dinosaur, dinosaur bones or things like this. You know, how enriching would that be for, for the children to spark that interest in them while they're uh, you know, having education or they're having fun with their friends. It could be absolutely incredible. So now I will just jump in and say my two cents, I think, on the topic, because actually I gave it some thought and I've written down what I was thinking about. So build high quality products that solve problems and enrich people. 
products that tie the real and digital world together in a fun way for children to enjoy, either solo or preferably together, and have pre-built mechanisms for safety uh, to be able to uh, use uh, by parents and educators to control and quickly spot and efficiently eliminate potential exposure and contact with harmful content, and of course, balance the hours spent. So I think it's important to develop technology so it's more accessible to a wider uh, range of people because from where I am, this is a problem essentially. Um, and I think with the wider adoption, the questions will be posed and the answers will come in a sustainable way. Because as I can see, there are people who are really interested in doing this, which is absolutely incredible. And thank you everybody. And maybe I'll, I'll add my two cents. Um, I think we all have to accept this is no easy task and there is no simple answer to generating, shaping the future of a metaverse that um, minimizes the damage for our children and the next iteration of the internet. And there certainly is a huge amount of potential. And if we could focus on that potential and innovate specifically to enhance not only children's lives, but all of our lives as well with this technology, then we, then as Daniela speaks to, there's a lot of hope. A lot of a lot of opportunity for us to use this technology wisely, intelligently, and intentionally, uh, and we have an opportunity to do that. I think one of the tips I'd like to say, and sometimes this is a shift for those of us who are really used to kind of the fantasy aspect of of the metaverse and virtual reality and the the kind of accepted activities we do in the current state of of the metaverse, is to acknowledge that. The concept of the metaverse isn't a fantasy and it isn't a fantasy world for us to explore and treat each other however we want to. It is a reflection of real society. And we're going to have a, a mirror of every paradigm that there is in the world as it stands biologically. Um, and what we need to accept is a responsibility for that and a responsibility to design something that brings out the best in us, the best in our children, the best in ourselves as parents and contribute to that in the ways that we can right now. So in my mind, that means actually with every click that we make on the 2D internet right now, with every search engine, with every purchase, with every like, we are actually shaping the future of the metaverse right now with our digital interactions. It's being tracked, it's being monitored, it's being accumulated into big data so they can use it to make decisions. And unfortunately, we have a responsibility to be more conscious about our digital interactions right now because it is literally shaping the future of the metaverse. We are not powerless in this. We are not, um, you know, we're, we have autonomy in this. And, and that's where a lot of the hope stays, isn't it, Daniela? Is that we actually have a contribution to make right now with every inter digital interaction we make. And it's not um, an external world of a fantasy land and a play adult play area. It really needs to be tangible, conscious, safe, and responsible. Thank you so much. I wish you could do like, you know, like the microphone was stronger. <laughs> I loved your tips, your words. I think that's my personal purpose with having these talks is not just setting words out there for people to reflect on. Yes, but mostly for guiding them how to do something about it today with the resources that they do have. Um, and what Silvia was talking is, is Montessori applied to the metaverse. That's literally an educational thing existing in real life, as they say, applied. So it works. Um, and another thing I'd like to say here, just to close out of that hopeful message is my two cents, as they say, is bring children in the metaverse with the why behind it. Use that to teach them why they feel how they feel with some interactions, why is so brilliant to explore other cultures in the metaverse, why is so brilliant to be open and inclusive to different types of people, visuals, um, thoughts and emotions. And they're having that there. You just have to open up, as Shirat said, the conversation on asking them what they feel, how they feel, why they feel, and why are they spending that time there. Um, 
And in another practical mean, any founder out there, please do have some pop-up or something to tell your children in your metaverse that they've spent enough time there and it's time to go. I think that's something that I'd like creators to do. I don't know about techie, but I feel it's something that is possible and it's important to set those limits as the founders and the creators. Um, so we're on time. Thank you so much for, for all this hour with us. I loved learning from you. I loved your insights as grounded and hopeful as I expected this to be. Um, so thank you so much for your time today and for all the listeners to be actively posting your thoughts, questions. Um, I think it was very powerful for me to read as well. So thank you. Thank you a lot. Thank you. If I may just add on a housekeeping note, there'll be a video recording and a podcast available tomorrow, same time on onlywebinars.com. Uh, please make it a point to share it with your children. And on that note, I want to say thanks and see you on the other side. And Daniela, it's a yes for the next webinar. Thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, Chara. Thank thanks a lot, Daniela. Thank for everybody. Thanks, Thank everyone. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.